0: And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. What's up, folks? It's is your man e for the Hawksbeat Podcast. For those who listened to the show right after um, the game last night, I apologize Um, There were some technical difficulties with the podcast, but uh, we made those changes and uh, things are back to normal. So I apologize for those who listened early and was like, yo, what in the world is this? (laughs) We're on it. We fixed it. We appreciate you guys uh, letting us know about the problem. So let's get on with the show. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. E-Dub. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawksbeat Podcast. I'm your man's Edub back in the building once again after hi- after a uh, a brief hiatus. And uh, coming to you live from vacation, man. Listen, listen. I know some of you guys were looking for me after the last Hawks game. I did not run. I did not hide. Uh, I'm currently on vacation with the family lamb. And um, I decided I wasn't going to work last game. And I didn't do last game. I didn't do post game. I didn't tweet about much. But uh, still out here in beautiful Hilton Head, um, South Carolina. But um, decided to come back and uh, check back in for game four. And what a game it was. Atlanta Hawks take down the Philadelphia 76ers, 103 to 100. And uh, I guess you can call, oh, my goodness. Rudy Gobert just got annihilated by Kawhi Leonard. Jeez, that dunk was nasty. Anyway, nevertheless, um, yeah, man, a huge, a huge victory for the Atlanta Hawks tonight as they even the series, two games to two against the Philadelphia 76ers, again, a tale of two halves, and I'm going to tell you like this, man, even though the Hawks won, uh, I I, I have an unpopular opinion, and I'll probably share that a little bit later, and if you're Hawks fans, you may not like what I have to say, but... I got to say it anyway, because that's how I do. You know, I'm never going to sugarcoat it. If you're new to the pie, I don't hold my tongue. You know, I'm going to call it like I see it. And I I see a little Fugazi going on. I see a little Fugazi. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to discuss it. And if you want to get in on a conversation, hit me up on Twitter. Follow us. Follow follow the show at Hawks Beat on Twitter. Also, we invite you to subscribe to the podcast on all of your streaming platforms, wherever you get your pods, man, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, um, I believe we're even on um, iHeartRadio. So um, yeah, wherever you get your podcasts, check us out and uh, make sure you subscribe and rate and review us. We greatly appreciate that as well. So. First things first, man, let's go ahead and get into this review of the game. Just a brief recap. That would <clears throat> something that we always do uh, as part of uh segment one. So I'm gonna tell you what, man. The game started and it seemed like both teams were a little jittery, man. I don't I don't I don't know. Like did you guys get that feeling? It seemed like both teams were a little bit jittery. The 76ers in this first quarter, actually in the first half um were just really solid on both sides of the ball. Both sides of the ball they were really solid. And in that first quarter the Hawks couldn't make shots. They simply cannot make shots. They were getting decent shots I thought, but um I thought again for like what we've seen the last couple of games, they just were the defense with Ben Simmons and Thibault on Trey Young, I think it was a problem. I think it was a problem. I mean, there's several ways or several directions we can go to talk about Trey's, um, his, his shooting woes that he's kind of currently having. Um, I'm tended to think of the camp of it's because of the defense. Listen, all defensive team came out today, first and second team. On that team was one Ben Simmons. On the first team, on the team, second team was one uh, Matisse Theibel. Uh, who both of those guys play defense on Trey, and um, Trey comes out of warm up and he has something on his shoulders. It's not it's not a sleeve, but uh, it is something to address uh, soreness and I, I forget what those things are called. But we talked to Nate McMillan after the game. And he said when, when, he said, when, when Trey came out of the warm-ups, that was the first time him seeing it, you know. Uh, Trey also mentioned after the game that um, he had got bumped last game and it was just a little sore. And he was like, you know, I'm not making any excuses for anything. I got to do better job making my shots. But, you know, so it, it, I'm sure there's going to be a camp that says, oh, man, Trey's injured, and, you know, blasé, blasé. Uh, but I'm of the of the of the opinion that look man, you got two guys who are all NBA defensive uh, team playing defense on him. But nevertheless, uh, Trey gets off to kind of a, a rocky start shooting the ball. Him and John Collins, they both got that first quarter zero for ten. Zero for 10. And, and listen, I don't mind you going to zero for 10. But what I didn't like about Trey's first five shots was that three of them was, was, was three-pointers. To me, that shows me that you're settling. You're settling. So um, if you take five shots and three of those joints are, are three-pointers, you're not getting to the cup. If you're my point guard, I want you to get to the cup. I want you to, to put pressure on the defense. And that's one thing you're not doing, you know. So, him and John Collins get off to a rough start, but nevertheless, man, Trey's going to give you five assists, and I thought that was very valuable. Too many times you have too many run-trick ponies in the NBA who, if they're not doing one thing well, then that's it. I mean, they're just not doing that one thing well. Trey is not a one-trick pony. He's like, look, man, my shot's not falling. I'm going to distribute this ball. And that's what he did. He distributed the ball at an elite level. (laughs) Like he was elite passing ball. His shooting was subpar. His shooting was subpar today. But his passing was elite this game. Uh, Finishing the game with 18 total assists. And, uh, I mean, what can you say? What can you say? But he had five assists in that first quarter. And um, keeping the Hawks in it. Keeping the Hawks in it. I, I didn't like their energy. I didn't like... Their defensive pressure that first quarter, Philly was getting whatever they wanted, whatever they wanted. Um, and, and they were just kind of spreading the love. They were more aggressive. They were more physical on defense. And I was a little look, man, like the Hawks, like, eventually you're going to start making some shots. Eventually you're going to start making some shots. But uh, you're going to have to play defense at some point in the game. So, um. Second quarter wasn't when that was going to (laughs) happen. So, second quarter comes up. uh, You got Philly. Philly wins the quarter 34 to 29. And, again, Hawks, their shots are starting to fall a little bit. They're starting to fall a little bit. But uh, from Philly, they were just getting, again, what they wanted. Uh, Shooting the ball at a high clip from three at 62%. Shooting at a high clip from just from the field, 59%. Um, Hawks shooting got better, but they weren't getting any stops. And so you lose another quarter. So now you go down to the half. You're down 62 to 49. And the funny part about it was this. And I said, listen, I'm going to start retweeting some of you Hawks fans that say the game is over in the first quarter. (laughs) Like, listen, if I was a petty person, I would be like, yo, I don't know why every podcast. I got to remind you guys that it is a four quarter game and that you should never take. Soul, you should never take comfort in these leads, man. You can you can, you can squash a 16-point lead in three minutes in the NBA. Hawks were down by, like, what, 13, 14? I think at the very most, they were down by 18. Hawks fans were like, yo, it was a good season. And, like, yo, man, like, like, listen, the Hawks aren't my team. I tell you guys this all the time. They're not my team. I pull for the Hawks. I want the Hawks to win. You know, I cover the Hawks, but they're not my team. But, like, you know, it is what it is. But, listen, guys, the game is four quarters, okay? The game is four quarters. So, just remember that. Remember that. Remember that. Remember that. Hawks go into the quarter, into the half, excuse me, down 62 to 49. And uh, I was like, look, man, you know, you still got a lot of time left. They come out in the third quarter. And here is where I believe the game changed. Toward the end of the second quarter, uh, there was a report that Joel Embiid went to the locker room to get some treatment. There wasn't anything else, no details sent out to the media, no details put on a broadcast about what exactly that was. We never knew. But to me, whatever that was that he was working with or he was getting treated, it was very significant. Because when he came back, he was not the same player. He was not the same player. And that's a big deal because this is Joel Embiid. He was the guy that was killing y'all. Like, he was the guy that was killing y'all. But comes back in the second half, and he gives you absolutely nothing. He rebounds the ball, but, like, you know, from a scoring standpoint, he gave you nothing. I think he was 0 for 12 in that second half. And to me, that was a huge difference in the game. Now, did the Hawks play better defense? Yes, I will give them that. But, and here's why I have an unpopular opinion. After the game, everyone's talking about, oh, you know, we've settled down defensively and, you know, we play good defense. I I pushed back on that a little bit. I pushed back on that a little bit. I think the defense was indeed better, but I think Embiid left something out there for you guys. Like, you know, the play to win it, like when when in the fourth quarter, I'm kind of jumping ahead. Um, Sixers had a chance to win this game, and Embiid Embiid blows a bunny. He blows a layup point blank near the rim. Um, There was just, A lot of of shots that he normally makes that he wasn't making just seemed passive, settling for shots on the perimeter. He was not right. You could see he wasn't right, you know? And I know he's not going to make excuses, but he obviously wasn't right. So two things can be true. Yes, the defense was better, but there was something wrong with Embiid, and eventually it cost the Sixers the game. Um, I also got to knock doc a little bit like, yo, like you see your guy out there and he's not doing what he needs to do. And he's not producing from the offensive standpoint. Why are you still trying to run everything through him? You know, I thought you should have put a, I thought you should have put the ball in Tobias Harris a little bit more, but doc didn't do that. You know, that's, you know, it it is what it is, you know, um, I think game five will be very telling for the Hawks, but um, you have to credit this Hawks team. You have to credit them for how they stuck together, how they, um, you know, the weather, the storm um, achieved adversity and achieved above the adversity they had to deal with. But I just thought it was it was a really good win for them Uh, growing up. You know, we've talked about this Hawks team growing up all season. And they grew up again tonight. You know, it's just another notch in the belt of them and, and their maturation, you know. But um, Hawks get the victory 103 to 100. And I thought um, a big part in that um, <clears throat> that fourth quarter, jumping ahead to the fourth quarter, uh, when they're at the two-minute mark, they want like a 7-0 run. And, again, they were up with, like, it was so many back and forth, especially back in in that fourth quarter. Um, Hawks were up by like one with like forty seconds. Then they turn the ball over. And then Embiid blows a layup. Like it was a it was a very intense game. It was a very good game. I, I would gotta say, like it was a good game. Um, of course, you're a Hawks fan. You're you're very f- thrilled with the outcome. But uh, look, man, it was a good game. It was a really good game. But. We are going to take a quick break. On the other side of the break, man, we're gonna get into our segment, "Good, Bad, and the Ugly," the Fab Five, and we're gonna hear from you guys. Hear from. We're gonna read some of your tweets on who you guys thought was the player of the game. We're going to take a just a quick break. Hear from one of our sponsors, and we'll be back. You're listening to Hawksby Podcast, Season Seven, Episode Number Seventy Four. I'm your man's Edub. We'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by Manscaped. What's up guys, it's your man Edub to once again tell you about Manscaped. Fellas, listen, it's about to be springtime in the city. Temperatures are rising. But one thing you don't want, sweat coming from your man bush below the belt. Let's keep it real. The good folks over at Manscaped are here for your springtime trim. Listen, they have the Waterproof Lawn Mower 3.0. That's going to give you that smooth, bush-to-tush cleanup that some of you are in desperately need of. Let's keep it real. Or maybe you just need the Weed Whacker, Manscaped state-of-the-art nose and hair trimmer. They have so many products, from toners to deodorant to specially designed boxers. Manscaped is doing something special for just my listeners. Go to Manscaped.com, use our promo code HAWKSBEAT. Again, it's Manscaped.com, use our promo code for HAWKSBEAT for 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped, you'll be glad you did. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Segment two of the Hawks Week Podcast, episode 74. Episode 74, season seven, issue man's e Breaking down an Atlanta Hawks win over the Philadelphia 76ers. Making the season, uh, not the season, the series, I'm sorry. <laughs> the series, two games, the two apiece. Uh, the series now moves back to Philly. And uh, I think there's going to be several questions going into that game. You're going to look at the health of Trey Young uh, and that shoulder. Is it going to be a problem? Is it going to be okay? Um, You got to look at Embiid. What is going on with him? Because he definitely, definitely was not right um, in the second half of this game. So those are kind of two storylines we're going to be looking at. Uh, In this segment, we do three things. We do good, bad, and ugly. We do the Fab Five and we do the player of the game in which we read some of your tweets. And uh, again, if you're on Twitter, make sure you're following the Hawks Beat at Hawks Beat. And also, we would love for you to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on all of your streaming multimedia places wherever you get your podcast. All right. Appreciate it. So. Let's go ahead and get into it. The Good, Bad, and the Ugly is a segment that is exactly that. It is <laughs> when we look at the good, we look at the bad, we look at the ugly. We keep it real with you, and uh, we let you know uh, what we think about uh, the game. So we're going to start with the good tonight. Um, the good tonight for me, when you're looking at this uh, game, uh, when you're looking at this game book, the thing that jumps out to me the most um, from a Hawks perspective is listen, they only had four turnovers the whole game four turnovers the whole game man and when that's is something that is very hard to do and then I mean I think Trey said, look they had something like close to almost a hundred possessions uh when you look at the metrics and only having four turnovers that is excellent you're gonna win some ball games like that I mean now granted they didn't shoot the ball well they shot the ball terribly. But uh, if you hold on to the ball, you don't just give them the ball when you you turn the ball over. Um, That's big. That's big. So you got to credit Trey Young. You got to credit all the other guys, too, uh, for, for just taking care of the ball. So to me, that was my good for tonight. As far as the bad is concerned, again, here comes my unpopular opinion. I didn't think that they were as good defensively as you would have liked or as, as everyone said they were after the game. I mean, look, like, okay, I I think you were better. In the first half. But by no means would I say that you guys put on the defensive clinic. <laughs> I think that. Uh, and especially in that first half, man. I mean, Embiid was cooking Clint Capella. He was cooking that whole entire front line. And not only was he cooking. You had uh, Dwight Howard come in. And he was getting offensive rebounds. So... Um, Again, the defense was better second half, but to me, I still don't think it was that good. Like I didn't think it was that good. I'll, I'll die in the hill. If you want to, if you want to argue with me, hit me up. Let's argue. <laughs> but yeah, didn't think the defense was that good to me, but it was good enough for them to win the game. And I'm not gonna bang them on that, you know, especially after a win. So yeah. Um, as far as the ugliest concern, I, I don't know who uh, who I direct this at. I, I don't think the officiating was that great, but. I, I'm just so sick and tired of the whining. Like, both teams whining over every single call. Like, give me a break, man. Like, y'all play ball. You know what I mean? Play ball. You know, and it's like, you know, the fans are complaining about the referees, both sides. Like, look, man, it's an inexact science, you know. Um, could it be more consistent? Could it be better? Yes, it could. I'll give you that. I'm not going to say that the reffing is top tier. It's good. I mean, it's good. You know, y'all can get on there and do it. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, man, I I, I just don't like all the crying over every single foul and all the flopping and everyone's complaining about what's a foul, what's not a foul, what's a tech, what's not a tech. Um, It's just a lot to me, and I don't like that. So, yeah, that's the good, bad, and ugly. Um, Fab Five tonight is going to be kind of fairly obvious because – uh, Nate went heavy with the starters tonight. <laughs> and again, this is playoff basketball. Rotations are going to get shorter. And um, minutes are going to get longer for, for, your, uh, for your starters. So um, I thought that um, going into the game, Nate did make an adjustment putting Kevin Herter into the starting lineup instead of Solomon Hill. Solomon Hill was a DMP. <laughs> the DMP tonight. So uh, Nate was like, okay, we got to make an adjustment. I thought Kevin Herter was good. I'm going to go with all five starters tonight as far as the Fab Five because the bench didn't really play minutes. Uh, Gallo led all the guys on the bench with 22 minutes. He wasn't really that good. He was one of six. I thought Lou was okay. I thought Onyeka Okangu gave him good minutes, but he only played six minutes. But um, this was a heavily, heavily... um, heavily played game by the starters. So um I'm gonna go with the starters, man. Kevin Herter will start with him filling in for for Tony Snow. I mean not Tony Snow but um Solomon Hill. Filling in for Solomon Hill. And I thought I thought I thought Kevin was good, man. Ten points, uh four rebounds, two assists in thirty five minutes. Shot 4-10. I thought that he had good energy. I liked the way he moved offensively. Um yeah good game for kevin you know i'm not gonna bang kevin uh john collins definitely was the play you could argue that he might (coughs) be the player of the game he could get some votes for player of the game Um, when i read your tweets i'm pretty sure that some people uh, were talking about john for player of the game but 14 points 12 assists um definitely had a better second half than he did (coughs) excuse me definitely had a better second half than he did um a first half but salute to john man had some amazing dunks really got the crowd going and uh yeah man really good game for the baptist <laughs> all right next up uh Clint capella i thought Clint capella played okay like i mean I, I didn't like i didn't like it i didn't like um his effort in the first half um thought he missed some bunnies i thought he was i didn't think he was good defensively um second half definitely played better uh finished with 12 and 13 which is, was good um i thought he was just good i didn't th- I, I i expect more from clint i really do i expect more from him and i think he can give you more um 12 points 13 rebounds i thought he left some points out there and um i mean 13 rebounds i'm not gonna bang on that especially when john had 12 so yeah, not bad. Bogey, not his best shooting night, 9 of 24. Um, but he did lead everybody well. He didn't lead. He was second with 22 points. Um, yeah, um he, he I thought he had probably better first half than he did the second half. Um, he really kept the Hawks afloat in that first half. Like when <laughs> like when the Hawks weren't making anything, Bogie was hitting like big shots. And so uh he had 22 points, but the shots that he hit were like really big. So Thought he was good tonight. Thought he was good. Not great, but good. Um, I think in the totality of things, Hawks are still going to have to figure out these matchups, how they're going to match up with. Um, I think Tobias Harris is a matchup problem. Um, Joel, Joel Embiid, if he's right. um they gotta stop trying to double him, man. Like that, like that's dead. Like stop doing that. Like that doesn't work, because Joel Embiid is such a great passer. He's always gonna find the open guy, and it's always gonna you know make sense. Um, but yeah, stop stop doubling Embiid. That's stupid, man. Stop that, Nate. Uh, and finally, Trey Young, twenty five points, eighteen assists, uh, just a phenomenal uh passing night for Trey. Didn't shoot the ball well at all, but um I, I, it shows a lot of grit. It shows a lot of grit and shows a lot of moxie when you're able to um go to another uh, another tool in your in your toolbox even when you're not shooting the ball well. Uh his passing again was elite elite passing tonight for Trey Young. Uh 25 points, 18 assist and uh you know, good stat line. Hawks get the dub, man. 103 to 100. And uh yeah, just a good uh, good night for the starters. Good night for the starters. All right, so let's go to Twitter. And if you guys are new to the pod, one thing that I do at the end of every game, win or loss, and, of course, I always get more responses when they win. Um, I ask you guys, who was your player of the game? And so let me pull up my Twitter and see who you guys had to say was uh, the player of the game. It's funny, man, because... Uh, I usually some people when they give me their player of the game they'll give me like three or four guys but um, <laughs> let's jump into it again make sure you're following us at, following us at Hawksbeat on Twitter and uh, check it out all right so our guy at D Z O M P. I guess that's d whatever. He said, no one had the prettiest game, but Collins shifted the momentum and got the crowd going. Don't think we could win this game without him lighting the crowd on fire. Thanks for checking in, man. Um, yeah, uh, Trey Young said the same thing about John Collins. He said, I don't think we win without his, you know, energizing the crowd and his effort in that second half. At Randall Graphics said John Collins. Uh, let's see. Joshua Fletcher said John Collins. He played well on both sides and uh, got the big got the crowd going. All right. Um, at Juan Tom Soup 0916, interesting name. Uh, he said Trey with the 18 to 2 assist turnover ratio. Um, thanks for checking in. So, again, make sure you guys follow us at Hawks Beat. And uh, we love to read your tweets, man, after the game. Let us know who your player of the game is. Uh, was And for me, I'm going to go with John Collins tonight. Um, not, you know, anything against Trey, but um, I thought that, again, Trey said it, like, without John Collins' emergence in that third quarter and those plays where, you know, he dunked the ball and uh, caught that um, caught put-back dunk. And just some of the plays he made in that third quarter really energized the crowd, which helped, which helped energize the team. So I'm going to give it to John Collins tonight for the player of the game just for uh, that spark in the third quarter that led ultimately to the fourth quarter and uh, allowed the Hawks to get the victory 103-100. to 100. So um, we're going to take another quick break. I'm going to wrap things up in the third segment. And uh, you're listening to the Hawks Week Podcast, Episode 74 of Season 7. It's your man, E-Dub. We'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Custom jewelry ships straight to your doorstep. Every piece will be uniquely yours. So if you are looking for some custom bracelets or necklaces, go see our guy Jonathan at TillmansTrinketsAndThings.com. Again, that's TillmansTrinketsAndThings.com. Tell him the Hawksbeat sent you. You'll be happy you did. This segment is brought to you by Dow Family Wellness. Are you dealing with pain? No, I'm not talking about the pain when your team loses a ball game. I'm talking about back pain, neck pain. <laughs> well, listen, you need to go see our guy, Dr. Rick, the chiropractor of the Hawksbeat Podcast. Whether you've been in an auto accident, you may be an expecting mother, suffering from migraines, any type of neck pain or back pain, Dr. Rick is here to help. Dr. Rick and the good folks over at Dow Family Wellness use the latest in computerized technology to diagnose your issues, and they have affordable cash plans. Here's what he's doing for our listeners. Consultation, exam, digital pics, computer scans, and an adjustment, all for $37. Yep, I said it, first time visit, $37. So call our guy, Dr. Rick. 470-395-3478. That's 470-395-3478. Stop letting that pain fester. Call Dr. Rick at Dow Family Wellness. Tell him the Hawksbeats sent you and take the first step to living pain-free. All right, ladies and gentlemen, third and final segment. Thank you so much for checking out the Hawks Podcast. Again, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the pod, man. We would greatly appreciate it. We appreciate all of you guys' support and um, you guys for rocking with us in our seventh season covering the Atlanta Hawks. Um, just some quick takeaways, man, before we wrap things up. Um The Hawks get the victory tonight, but don't let it don't lose sight of the fact that Philly came in here and did what they had to do. All right. They did what they had to do. They came back and they got home court advantage back. They got that split. And now you got to go back to Philly and you got to get another one. And I'm going to tell you like this. You got to play better than you did tonight, even though you got the win tonight. Like, it doesn't, it goes without saying that you got to play better than you did in, the, in game three, but you're going to have to play better than game four, even though you got the victory. So, um, game five is going to be huge. It is going to be huge. That crowd is going to be rocking. Um, we're going to be following the storylines on the on the health of, of Embiid and the health of Trey Young. Going to be watching those, man. Going to be watching those. So. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. Make sure you swing by thehawksbeat.com. Check out our sponsors, Tillman's Triggers and Things, uh, Dow Family Practice, and uh, swing by Manscaped. Get you some stuff and use our promo code at Hawksbeat for twenty percent off your order and um, free shipping. Yeah, that's right. I think that is about it, man. I'm gonna be signing off here from. Beautiful Hilton Head, South Carolina on vacay. I'll see you guys uh, in a few nights uh, after game five. We do this, again, same bad place, same bad time. But Like we always say, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him and show him love, because that is all he is showing you. L-O-B-E, love. We out. Peace. <laughs> Three I Sick of being upsold at gyms? <laughs>